Happy birthday, Mr. President. Happy birthday, <laughs> Mr. President. That was very good. Thanks. <laughs> Hi. Hey. Hello again. Hello again. Cheers. Cheers. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So today we're doing a very fun, famous topic. Little Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Love Marilyn. So one thing that we had set out to do was actually make themed cocktails for every episode, which we've not done at all. But we're doing it today. But we're doing it today. <laughs> Seventh episode. <laughs> okay, so you found something yeah. called, what, Marilyn's Drink? The Marilyn Monroe Cocktail. So Great. apparently Marilyn Monroe, she just loved to get fucked up. She for loved sure. to drink champagne. And so this was kind of her legacy drink. It's four parts champagne, one part apple brandy. So if you're going to use like a shot glass or an ounce, mm-hmm. do four ounces champagne, one ounce apple brandy, and a teaspoon of... Grenadine. Grenadine. Yeah. Yeah. One so teaspoon of grenadine. I mixed it up already, and I just did one because we weren't like super pumped about the apple brandy. I've never had it. Didn't it's know really what pretty, though. It was. It's really pretty. Um, so we mix it up, and I'm going to try it, and I'll pass it to you. Okay. okay? Well, I hope it's good. Okay. It's good. <gasps> yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. I know. Okay, here we go. Love it. Yeah. Y'all, make oh it. Oh, my God. It's good. It's good. We can split Should that. Should we share this one? Or? or do you want... You don't have a drink in front of you, do you? Mm-mm. You can have that. You sure? Want, yeah, for sure. It's good, guys. How exciting. You should drink Our it. first drink. Yay. Mm. <laughs> it was... Delicious. It's great, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very happy. Good. Yeah. Yay. Good job. Um, okay. So, yeah, kick Let's us off. Let's get started. Okay, so... Everyone surely has heard of Marilyn Monroe. She's basically a sex icon. She Mm -hmm. really changed things for women. She's the first woman that had her own production studio. Mm -hmm. And she was most known for being this dumb blonde. She had this dumb blonde persona. And that's actually what drove her to create her own production studio because she didn't want to be in any of these movies anymore. Mm -hmm. And Fox was like like, um, assigning her all of these dumb roles and she's like I'm I'm above that I don't want to do that anymore um, but her story is very interesting and it's sad it is really it's sad, really sad actually. so in her early life she grew up as Norma Jean mm-hmm. um, she was born June 1st 1926 in Los Angeles mm-hmm. she didn't know who her father was her mother was obsessed with like with the starlight and star life and the mm-hmm. media and the glamour of she movie was stars. a momager she was definitely a momager, but she yeah. was so mentally unstable. Yeah. So she was like she had a lot of mental illness. A crazy psycho momager. She actually named uh, Marilyn Norma, and she named her after Norma Talmadge. Um, she was a very popular screen idol during the early to mid nineteen twenties. And then she would tell Marilyn or Norma when she was growing up that her father was Clark Gable. For the little time she did live with her mom, she would ask her all the time, like, who's my dad? I want to know who my father Mm -hmm. is. And her mom was finally like, fuck it. That's your dad, Clark Gable. And so (laughs) she would tell all of her friends at school, like, 
my dad is Clark Gable. And Clark Gable is that guy. He's He was known as like the king of Hollywood or yeah. something like that. He was the king. Yeah. He was in Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. That's what he's famous for. So Marilyn Monroe thought Clark Gable was her father. Um, she was in and out of foster homes. And she eventually married her neighbor, Jim Daughtry, when she was only 16. Yeah. Apparently, they had a happy marriage. She was very shy. And then he joined the Merchant Marines and was sent to the South Pacific two years later in 1944. So at this time, she was still working, like, at her first job, which was inspecting parachutes. It was for the Army. Mm -hmm. And she was discovered by Army photographer David Conover. He was at the plant where she worked, and um, he was on assignment to shoot photographs of women working to aid the war effort. And he really wanted to find, like, someone to boost the morale, Mm -hmm. like, for the military. So he sees uh, Norma Jean or Marilyn Monroe, and he's like, oh, yeah, this is the girl. And that's actually what started her career as um, a pinup model. So she started out, like, getting exposure through these little pinup pictures. Yeah. This girl was going to be discovered no matter what. She was wearing, like, overalls and, like, doing grungy work. And that's when, yeah, Yeah. she was a brunette still. So... So then who started, who discovered her? And so um, David Conover gave her her first job as kind of that pinup model. So, and then also she's widely, actually so widely, this is so widely accepted that uh, um, Hugh Hefner is actually buried next to Marilyn Monroe and they've never even met. But she was so critical, those nude photographs, and then her great, her being the first centerfold for Playboy She started magazine. Playboy. Yes. She yes. started Playboy. 100%. I didn't even realize that she started Playboy. Yeah. Because he started, I think, in like 1953, and she just helped him just really take off. Well, she didn't pose for them specifically. He paid $500 for the rights of that photo, that one nude photo. Yeah, the one nude photo. It's like the reds behind yes. her, and she looks like she's doing like this weird yeah. like S thing with her body, and she's totally naked. Yeah, and like that was he paid for it, and that was the first centerfold, and then it just blew up from there. And like she was uh, friends with like his brother, um, but he had only talked to her on like the phone, and but he he wanted to be buried next to her, and so they're buried next to each other. This is what made Hugh Hefner a billionaire. Yeah, this one picture started Playboy. Yeah. Because he bought this picture and wanted to send it to his brother and they wouldn't let him. Yeah. The post office wouldn't let him because they said you can't send out nudes in the mail. Like explicit content. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, well, fuck that. And that's what gave him the idea to start Playboy. Yeah. And she got $50 from this Tom Kelly guy and yeah, nothing Yeah, she was never else. paid for that. Mm-mm. Bullshit. I know. Ooh, makes me crazy. so mad for her. But you know what? I feel like that happened so much, like, back in the day with, like, especially women. Like, Oh, my God, yes. There's so, there are so many people that were profited off of, but were never compensated. So, oh, yeah. No, crazy. So weird that he is buried next to her, though. I know. Like, well, that just goes to show, like, how, like, grateful he is. He like, and, and that was, mm-hmm. like, and that is, like, cementing the fact, like, yes, it we, I would not be who I am without this woman. I have to be next to her. And plus, my gosh, what, out of all the thousands of women he's probably been with, who else is he going to be next to? Exactly. You know? <laughs> but it's just so weird that they've never even met. I know. It's crazy. I so too. run through the conspiracies. All right. Let's so, conspiracize. Yes. So let me give like a really quick summary. Yeah. 
August 5th, 1962, Marilyn Monroe is found dead of an apparent drug overdose in her L.A. home. Yeah. She's only 36 years old. Her death was ruled as a probable suicide. Yes. But the evidence does not line up, and there's a lot of sketchiness involved with her death. Okay, so first, let's look at the evidence. So she was found face down on her bed with her hand on the phone, clutching an empty pill bottle, which she had gotten the day before from her psychiatrist, Dr. Greenson. No water glass or any beverage or any drink of any kind was found in her room. Okay, so she's taking like 40 pills. She took that all, apparently, without one sip of water. Have you ever taken a pill, a dry pill? Yeah. It's the worst feeling, just taking one. So an autopsy determined that Monroe died from an acute combined drug toxicity, chloral hydrate, and nebutol. She had taken enough to kill 15 people. Her toxology report does not make any sense. So there's a biochemical problem here. She could not have raised her blood toxicity level to the point that was recorded without dying and your body shutting down first. It's physically impossible. Wait, so in layman's terms, what does that mean? Like, So in layman's terms, before she was able to finish taking all of those pills, she, she would have, have di- died. She physically couldn't have done it. Yeah, her body wouldn't have allowed her to. Wow. Okay. So... Apparently, she died from Nebutal, and the manufacturers of Nebutal say that you cannot eat enough of these pills. It's physically impossible. So there's another point. Hmm. There was no residue from the pills in her throat or stomach. What? There was also no undissolved capsules in her stomach. In addition, the capsules had a yellow dye, and there was no dye stain in her stomach. There also should have been vomit from all of the barbiturates. So the notion of oral intake of the barbiturates... It doesn't scientifically stand up. There's something off here. So um, the large intestine was discolored. It was a deep purplish color. This indicates that the barbiturates coming through were from the use of an enema. (gasps) Another mystery was the lack of testing on the star's body. So the coroner originally did not want to sign the death certificate because he was like, I don't agree with this. And um, and he admits to this later in an interview that he was forced, what? pretty much forced to. Okay, so the coroner reportedly took samples from her stomach and small intestines and asked the toxicologist to perform the tests. So he reopened the case several times. Um, that was going to determine how exactly the drugs entered the star system. But the tests were never done, and the the biopsies were eventually lost. So I think she was definitely killed already. So... Who would want to kill her and why? I think the the most obvious one that everyone goes straight to is the Kennedys. Um, Marilyn was known to have had affairs with both Kennedy brothers, mm-hmm. so JFK and Robert. Um, apparently, she like was really, really obsessed with JFK and would always call the White House. And you know, he had to break it off with her. But then she ended up somehow seducing Robert. And got pissed off. She thought she was being used. And so she um, apparently was going to expose them and expose a few things. So in 2007, a partially redacted FBI document from the Warren Commission files. So these were the files that went over JFK's assassination. And that and they were part of the 2800, like, yep. recently classified JFK files. Yeah. Yep. So this suggested that Monroe had threatened to reveal her affairs with both Kennedy brothers. She was also thought to have records of highly confidential government information in, like, a little red book. 
and was threatening to expose them to the public. So things like Area 51, UFOs, the crash in Roswell. So, okay, so this theory, it has kind of two sides to it. So it's the CIA and then the government. The CIA could have, you know, on behalf of the government and the fact that she was going to expose all of these things to the public, could have had her murdered, or the Kennedy brothers could have because it was their reputation. I read that, like, in 1964, the FBI sent then attorney Attorney General Robert Bobby Kennedy information about a forthcoming book purporting to Mm -hmm. reveal his affair with Marilyn Monroe. It was a 70-page book. Sold for two dollars a copy, and the and the fact that like the FBI actually made him aware of it before it was why would they do that if they right. weren't like worried about it, right? right? Hmm. Yeah, hmm. food for thought. Food for thought. So another weird thing, Doctor Greenson was taped stating that he could not tell the whole story and that those questions about Marilyn's death should talk to Bobby Kennedy. Oh, and I heard that tape. He actually did say that. A couple of people close to the investigation, the Marilyn Monroe investigation, were later given high-profile new jobs in the government and never asked about it again. Yeah. So she could have definitely hurt the Kennedy reputation. That is a possibility. Well, especially with her exposure, her popularity. Like, if she said something, a million people would listen. I would listen. 100%. I love Marilyn. Okay. So that's the Kennedys. This is where it gets juicy. Love it. The mafia. Okay, so the mafia theory. So Sam Giacana was boss of the Chicago mafia. Okay. okay. It is speculated that Giacana orchestrated Monroe's first big Hollywood contract in exchange for her seduction of powerful men that he could then blackmail. So he basically used her for her sex appeal against powerful men. Giacana supposedly grew concerned over what Monroe knew because she had been hanging around this crowd so much and she had relationships with so many powerful people. So she could be telling the Kennedys, the mafia's gossip. And the weird thing is Bobby's Kennedy main stance was to um, convict and put away the mafia mafia and organized crime. So conflicting interests for sure. So um, then it was said that they had her house bugged by famous wiretapper Bernard Spindle. Like, wait, how do you even become a professional wiretapper? Like, you just, like, like, have a passion for, like, sneaking into somebody's house. I know. What a horrible passion. bug it up. Like, (laughs) yeah. Let's bug it up. (laughs) Let's do it. I get my kicks. From bugging a house. I don't care what they say. The mafia had Bernard Spindle bug her house. The FBI had bugged her house. The government had bugged her house. And the CIA had bugged her house. And there's also rumors that Monroe had bugged her own house because she was scared that she was going to get killed. Okay? So, Spindle, after, you know, her death and they start interviewing him, he claims to have heard Kennedy and Monroe fighting on the night of her death. But these recordings were said to have been destroyed in 1966. So, according to some reports, at what was thought to be the time of her death, you could hear a loud bang on the recording of Kennedy, followed by silence. Um, And then it's also widely thought that Giacana ordered a hit on Monroe to keep his secret safe because she had threatened to blow the lid off of their operation. Um, In this theory, it's believed that five mafia men were responsible for her murder from the order of Giancana using a washcloth drenched in chloroform, 
and then stripping Monroe and giving her a barbiturate enema. Marilyn's drink is pretty stiff. Right? Um, I know. I'm feeling a little tipsy already. I know. Sam. <laughs> she knows what's up. <laughs> okay. So, let's see. Um, okay. So, the weird thing is, the mafia were actually Kennedy supporters. Some mm-hmm. believe that Joe Kennedy, JFK and Bobby's father, paid and hired the mob to get more votes so JFK could win the election mm-hmm. and eventually become our president. The ironic thing is, again, that JFK's brother Bobby was a huge advocate for prosecuting those involved with organized crime, right? So it's all conflicting interests again. Again, and they also think that, well, what if the mob got pissed off after they had done all of this for JFK and he's finally president and they were huge supporters, and then JFK's brother, who's his... Um, uh, the general... Uh, the um... General attorney? General <sighs> counsel? General something? Attorney General. Attorney General. Thanks, Trey. Thank you. Yeah. So um, Robert Kennedy, who was his Attorney General, Kennedy. it was kind of like a backstab. You know, he's yeah. like, uh, I want to put all of you guys away and stop this organized crime. So we don't know. And they felt like she could be a pawn. Yeah. It's also thought that one of the Kennedys could have hired Giacana's men to kill Monroe. We don't know if it was Giacana. Was it Kennedy? Was it, did Kennedy hire Giacana? Like, so, was it the Kennedys? Was it Giacana and his men, the mob? Who was it? Um, These two theories, to me, are the most plausible. There are some other ones, like people believe the CIA killed her because she discovered secret intel about Area 51, and that kind of has to go with the Kennedy thing. Mm -hmm. But some people believe that the doctors accidentally gave her too much medication because she lied to them about what she was taking. Um, Thus, the doctors covered up the death as a suicide. That freaks me out. Now let's talk about, now that we know kind of the story, I just want to give you a few like little blurps that happened since then because... There's like a curse here or something. Okay. It's really weird. So, Marilyn Monroe dies. On November 22nd, 1963, about mm-hmm. 15 months after the death of Marilyn Monroe, President Kennedy is assassinated. Two days later, after JFK is assassinated, Lee Harvey Oswald was shot and killed by yep. Jack Ruby. Unfortunately, we know all One that. of Sam <laughs> Giacana's men. Yes. Jack Ruby was, was one of Sam yes. Giacana's men in Dallas. October 12th, 1964, JFK's mistress, Mary Mayer, was murdered. Oh, my God. (laughs) Mistress Mary Mayer was murdered. That is so much alliteration. That's crazy. That is so hard to say. Mistress Mistress Mary Mayer was murdered. Wow. Five times fast. (laughs) There's no way. I'm not even going to (laughs) try. James Angleton, who was CIA director at the time of Monroe's death, was found in her apartment in, Wash- in the Washington Post publisher. Um, Angleton said he was looking for her diary. Uh-huh. Sure. Spindle. Reportedly, Spindle's secret tapes of Marilyn's home on the day of her death would have answered all of the questions. Authorities, quote-unquote, lost the tapes. Bernard Spindle was sent to prison for illegal wiretapping, which we know he died in prison. On June 6, 1968, Robert Kennedy was assassinated just after winning the California Democratic primary for the president. On June 19, 1975, Sam Giacana was assassinated, shot seven times in the neck and head. 
Six weeks later, July 30th, 1975, Teamster boss Jimmy Hoffa, who is kind of like Sam's yeah. um, counterpart, disappeared. His body has never been found. One year later, on August 9th, 1976, Johnny Rosalini, Sam Giacana's man in Hollywood and a friend of Marilyn Monroe's, was killed and stuffed into an oil drum. Ugh. Giacana's mistress, Judith Exner, died in 1999, a reluctant witness who stated that Jam, that Sam Giacana confessed to her that he had Marilyn Monroe eliminated as a contract killing. Yeah. And a that's lot, my... A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. So... <clears throat> So, obviously, there was that first investigation immediately after she died. And in 1982, they reinvestigated everything. Okay. They reviewed the case in 1982 and still did not find any evidence to support any of those theories. And they didn't disagree with the findings of their original investigation. So, let me go through that. Yeah. So, they did it again in 1982. I wonder if this was before or after Eunice um, interviewed. I don't know. But sure. they officially did it out of the attorney uh, attorney general's office in L.A. Like, again in 1882. And okay. they still stick to the story. Okay. So, one of the... And this is really compelling. I mean, her mother was mentally ill. We And she had once tried to kill her. Her mom tried yes. to kill Marilyn? Yes. And uh-huh. that's why she got sent to the orphanages and, the, like, foster homes and stuff like that. Yeah, that um, was a crazy. Yeah. So when she was on the rise, she was advised to tell people that her mother was dead. I did not know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because her um, mom was just such a, a crazy bitch. Yeah. Insane. And, that, and it's not a good look. Like, no. No. No, no, no. no. You're, you're trying to get up there. You don't need anything to, like, bring it down. <laughs> and a mother that tries to kill you would... A hundred percent do that. Like, nobody wants crazy. Everyone, like, wants to be taken out of crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Enough with the crazy. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, she's had to lie and say over and over her mother was dead. And then that along with the fact she never knew her father, it made her really isolated. And she wanted to have a family so, so badly. So badly. Um, she desperately wanted to become a mother. Um, she conceived several times, but miscarried each and every time. You know, she had endometriosis. Oh, did she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was just like throughout her life, like the one thing that she wanted, like a whole family she never got. And she was married and divorced three times. And for several years heading into the early 1960s, um, she'd been dependent on amphetamines, barbiturates, and alcohol, and she experienced very, various mental problems that included depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, and chronic insomnia. So for years, she was experiencing all of this stuff. It's well documented that she had mental issues and yeah. that she needed help with her depression. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a fact. So. Um, and, and then along, you know, with her career, like the rising star thing, like, yeah, you have this wonderful life, but then she was always late mm-hmm. for showing up to anything. And so she Which was is really weird because 
originally she was very punctual she was very professional but like as she as she started doing drugs and drinking a lot yes. it started to affect her she career. was never punctual and she had a, acquired a reputation for being difficult to work with she frequently delayed productions by being late to film sets and then she couldn't remember her lines ever so this affected her so much that her she was not able to complete anything else even though she started on another movie after her famous last movie the misfits with clark gable who is what something's gotta give was that yeah something's gotta give she tried and she never she died before it yeah Yeah. so this is all in to support the fact that she did have motive for suicide but to your point her death was officially ruled a probable suicide Based on the precedence of her overdosing and being prone to mood swings and suicidal ideation. Yeah, but, but think about that. It's like probable means probably. Right. right. So it's like something on your death certificate saying probably cancer, probably a car accident, probably old right. age. Like that's, that's not an answer. Mm-mm. So one thing that they, even though like based on the findings that you discovered about her lower intestines it's still documented that there was no foul play no evidence of foul play was found like i guess around the room like but this was all official like this is the what was officially reported right so the possibility of an accidental overdose was ruled out because the dosages found in her body were several times over the lethal limit to your point and had been <coughs> taken in one gulp or in a few gulps over a minute or so. That's in quotes. At the time of her death, her um, Monroe was reported to have been in a depressed mood and uninterested in maintaining her appearance. So to that point, if you're not feeling yourself, then why would she wear a bra? Like That's true. You know, why would you do anything? Like, we've all been in that state where we have been, like... All the time. Crazy tired, crazy stressed, or like, or are so doing first thing something I do when I get out of the norm. Oh, same. So they said that she took all of the pills in less than a minute. Yeah. How do you do that without drinking anything? And how do you not have any pill residue like in your body? Let's just call it like it is. Like, haven't we all had like a breakdown where we are so crazy? Like, either like I've done it when I've been so mad at somebody and yeah. I've gone nuts. Like. You are so not yourself, and you don't care. You don't give a shit. So, like, what if she just, like, like, out of your body? She's like, fuck this. Like, I'm out. Like, I'm so sad. I, my whole life. But that's the thing. It's like, that all adds up, but it's scientifically, like, the forensic evidence does not add up. the throat thing bothered me, but not the... Taking them without... Just gulping it. That doesn't bother me, because, like, if you are so out of your mind, you don't care what's comfortable. There was no smell. There should have been, like, a smell from her breath. There was no smell. I don't know. I don't know. If if we can prove that 100% of the time, if anyone takes that volume of pills, they always 100% throw up, then I would believe that. But I don't know. But I don't have that prove statistic. That. But they have proved that. She took enough of that Nebutal to kill 15 people. Right. But how would we know, like, she would throw it up? Because that's how much, that's how many, like, that's what her toxicity was stating. Like, the barbiturates. In her blood count so like was so high that it would have been physically impossible to kind of digest that without throwing up first to absorb that without mm-hmm. throwing up first okay so yeah it's just 
and and of course, like this was back in the '60s, so like it's really hard for us to get like. Well, and if you have the type. CIA and the president behind Jesus. us, they can do whatever they want. So okay, let me go. Let me go on for those that still think it's a suicide and like all this stuff is far fetched. So, um. Um, so she was uninterested in maintaining her appearance, which is weird because she always was put together. So like, beautiful, yeah. Yeah. Um, no suicide note was found, but Dr. Lippman stated that this was not unusual. Who's Dr. Lippman? And he was one of the original psychiatrists that helped on the coroner's case. Okay. So he said that even though there was no suicide note, that this was not unusual because statistics show that less than 40% of suicide victims leave notes. So... Okay. So, I'm just going to talk about this just because it's... So, and it kind of supports some of the details about her spiraling down Mm -hmm. is the Misfit movie. Her last movie. the, The Cursed movie. Yes. So, which is so, I love that it's her and Clark Gable. It makes a full circle. Totally. Very cool. The Misfits, just in general, it was a really difficult shooting location. It was in Arizona. It was really, really hot. Um, the director was a nut. Like, he and Clark Gable did not get along. And Clark really? Gable was like the most solicit- uh, solicitous, like, kind, patient yeah, person so cool. ever. Did not like the director. Um, and she, at the time, was married to Arthur Miller, and he was, uh, I believe, one of the producers. Mm-hmm. Um, their marriage was crumbling. So they were going through, like, a separation or a yeah, divorce. they right, got divorced time. during this okay. movie. So even though it was a great, great movie, it's more known for all of this crazy behind the scenes like shitty stuff happening um it was the last and final work of both clark gable and marilyn monroe and nearly the last appearance of montgomery clift who was like one of the leading actors in that movie yeah that's so crazy Um, curtis taylor who was the son of frank taylor who was the misfits producer uh was interviewed and he had kept footage in a locked cabinet since his father's death in 1999. The producer's son had secret footage. Yes. Okay. So in a love scene with Clark... This is just fun to know. Um, in a love scene with Clark Gable, Monroe dropped the covering bed sheet and exposed her body. It would have been one of the first, if not the first, nude scenes by an American actress in a major production in the sound era of film... If it had made it to the final version. What? So it was just groundbreaking, Mayor. right? Yeah. Just She's just putting it out there. Literally. I just, love her. I really do. Yeah. So she was just like constantly, constantly late to this. Um, it, it was increasingly stressful for her to film this movie. Yeah, I think they lost like $2 million oh in God. fees just from her being late or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So it was a vicious cycle for her. So like... She would always be late, and then Arthur Miller had this habit of changing and re- have, uh, making these complicated rewrites the night or the morning before a scene was shot, and then that change, like, she would show up, and of course she'd be late, so she would mm-hmm. have to, like, immediately get on set, but then it was radically different from what she knew it to be. That mm-hmm. threw her in a panic, and she couldn't sleep because of it. 
So this is interesting. Even though Marilyn Monroe thought of Clark Gable, um, she slept with his picture like underneath his pil- her pillow, like because her mom said that was her father. Oh. She was terrified at the thought of filming with him. Um, Why? So then, just because she thought like she had fantasized him about being yeah, the father for her, her whole, whole life. life. She thinks this guy's her dad, and yeah. then that yeah, that's just so ironic to me. So the night before their first scene together, she couldn't sleep without a large dose of nimbutol. And as a result, she was two hours late getting to the set. And then here's an example of Clark Gable. When she apologized to him, he simply said, you're not late, honey, and let her aside to talk. And so he always treated her with courtesy. Yeah. Like, she's her own worst enemy and all of this, but that happens when you're spiraling, right? I mean, if you logically think about all of the different medications she was on and all of the side effects combined... With stress of normal day life, obviously she's going to be in a different headspace. So, so um, her so Arthur had also started seeing the photographer. Uh, I don't know how to say this name. I N G E, Inge, 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 <laughs> Inge, Inge Morth, Inge. I don't know. Inge? I like Inge. Who was documenting their production. <laughs> he actually ended up marrying her. Yeah. Arthur Miller. So, whatever. He was a dick. Um, so. Yeah, he was a dick. Yeah. Fuck you, Arthur. Yeah. For sure. So, just, I mean, if you, if you had to just take the other side and say, what would lead somebody to not be themselves? This poor girl has no family. Years, no family. She's never had no a family. No stable support system whatsoever and like I said her professional life that she had probably used as a crutch because it was so good and she did so well was falling apart I completely thought it was a suicide but I am wondering about the forensic evidence that you just talked about so I know we usually don't give opinions but like for this one no I want to give my opinion she was murdered. Murdered. And we're gonna we're gonna find you. <laughs> There's a lot to think about. Yeah. But if you look at the facts and you look at her story, they it still doesn't add up. So that but that's my question is like, okay, if she didn't do it, who did it? Yeah. Well, anyways, so we don't know. Well, guys, pondering thoughts. Just trying to keep you up at night with all these pondering thoughts. <laughs> we don't sleep. No, we have pondering thoughts all the time. Okay, so, okay, guys. Well, that's Marilyn Monroe. Hopefully, that's Mayor. We got but, it. Justice for Marilyn. Seriously, justice for Marilyn. Love her. Justice for yeah, yeah. she's murdered for sure. Okay. Right. Well, God bless you. We love you. God bless. And trust Trust no no one. one. Bye. Bye. Bye.